0: The Midnight Masquerade. In the grand ballroom of Helmsley Manor, guests twirled in elaborate masks and elegant gowns, the flicker of candlelight casting a dreamlike glow over the room. Emily, a young guest, reveled in the sense of anonymity that came with her disguise. But as the clock struck midnight, the music abruptly stopped, and a deep voice boomed through the hall. A game was announced. One guest held a dark secret, and it was up to the others to unmask them before dawn. Panic and suspicion spread like wildfire through the crowd. Emily couldn't resist the thrill of unraveling a mystery and found herself caught up in the chaos. As each mask was removed, gasps and whispers spread throughout the room. Hidden identities were revealed. Long-lost lovers, sworn enemies, and generations-old vendettas were all brought to light in a flurry of drama and emotion. The air was thick with tension and anticipation, as each shocking revelation unfolded in front of the stunned audience. Emotions ran high as secrets were exposed and scores were settled. Some threw peaceful resolutions while others ended in bloodshed. The once elegant ballroom transformed into a war zone as alliances were formed and shattered in mere moments. The masquerade had taken a dangerous turn, becoming a game of survival for those caught in its deadly web. As the clock struck midnight, Emily's heart sank as she finally understood the true terror of the game. The secrets revealed were not just scandals, but something much more sinister. The masks weren't simply decorative disguises, but living beings driven by a hunger for fear and chaos. The once-beautiful ballroom morphed into a nightmare as the masks took on a life of their own, twisting into monstrous beings, with razor-sharp teeth and fiery eyes. Chaos erupted as the attendees frantically searched for an exit. To flee from their assailants. Emily grabbed a candelabra to defend herself. She weaved through the crowded ballroom, dodging the attacks of the creatures, fighting her way to the stage where the booming voice had originated. At the heart of a swirling vortex of darkness stood the master of the masquerade, a towering figure shrouded in shadows, its true form hidden from view. The air around it vibrated with an evil energy, and tendrils of black mist writhed around the formidable figure. As it gazed down at the party before it, the very essence of fear emanated from its unseen face. There was something both terrifying and irresistible about its presence, luring them in like moths to a flickering flame. "'You have defied me, mortal,' the master boomed, its voice echoing off the walls. "'But your defiance is futile. The feast has begun, and your world will soon be consumed by the darkness I unleash.' With trembling hands, Emily raised her candelabra high. Lies! You feed on fear and paranoia, but I refuse to be your puppet. Summoning all her strength and courage, Emily flung the flaming candelabra into the swirling vortex. The flames caught onto the velvet curtains, setting the darkness ablaze. As the pyre engulfed the master, its once impenetrable figure twisted and writhed in agony. Its monstrous shrieks echoed through the air as it was consumed by fire, leaving nothing but ashes behind. The source of their energy vanishing, the masks faltered and dissolved into billows of smoke. The remaining guests tore off their masks, gasping with relief as they were freed from their fear. The first rays of sunlight crept over the horizon, casting a fiery orange glow over the smoldering ruins of what was once Helmsley Manor. The charred remains of the grand estate lay in stark contrast to the picturesque landscape that surrounded it. Only hours ago, the place had been alive with music, laughter, and the clinking of glasses as guests danced and reveled at the masquerade party. Now, it was nothing but a haunting memory, a reminder of how easily evil can hide itself behind a mask of sophistication and charm. The master of the masquerade, An enigmatic figure shrouded in a twisted love for sinister schemes and deceptive disguises was only whispered about among those who managed to survive his deadly game. As the first rays of morning light stretched across the sky, the true horrors of what had transpired under the guise of celebration came into focus, a chilling reminder to always be wary of wolves dressed in sheep's clothing.
1: The Vengeful Spirit of Willow Lake In the heart of a tranquil town, nestled beside the enchanting Willow Lake, lay a secret known to few. It was a secret that haunted the dreams of the locals, a tale that had been whispered through generations, the legend of the vengeful spirit of Willow Lake. No one dared to speak her name aloud, lest they draw her malevolent attention. But there came a time when the curse of the lake could no longer be ignored. Sophia, an archaeologist of great repute, had come to Willow Lake to unearth the secrets hidden beneath its calm waters. Her sophisticated knowledge was second only to her insatiable curiosity. For years, she had studied folklore and myths surrounding the lake and believed she could debunk the sinister tales that clung to it. As Sophia's expedition commenced, she found herself navigating the labyrinthine catacombs beneath the town. Here she discovered forgotten relics and cryptic symbols etched into the walls. But the deeper she ventured, the more peculiar things became. The air grew heavy with a foreboding presence, as though unseen eyes were watching her every move. One fateful evening, deep within the catacombs, Sophia uncovered a weathered journal, its pages filled with cryptic writings and eerie drawings. It chronicled the tragic tale of a woman named Eliza, who had been unjustly accused of witchcraft and drowned in the very waters of Willow Lake. The diary spoke of her desperate plea for vengeance from beyond the grave and how her spirit would never rest. As Sophia delved into the journal's darkest passages, a bone-chilling whisper echoed through the tunnels. She snapped her head around but found nothing but shadows in the dim light. Her heart raced as the whispers persisted, growing more pronounced with each step she took. Suddenly, a piercing scream echoed through the catacombs, and a figure emerged from the shadows. An ethereal, wraith-like woman with hollow eyes, her spectral form shrouded in mist. Sophia's flashlight flickered, casting eerie dancing shadows. The apparition Eliza reached out toward Sophia, her voice an agonized, echoing wail. But it was the eyes that haunted Sophia most. Eyes filled with a torment that transcended death itself. As Eliza's cold, ghostly hand brushed against Sophia's skin, she felt an icy grip on her heart. In that instant, she realized the horrifying truth. Eliza was no malevolent spirit. She was a tortured soul seeking release from the curse that bound her to the lake. Sophia's research had unwittingly unleashed Eliza's anguish, and now she too was entangled in the vengeful spirits' suffering. Together, they would confront the darkness of Willow Lake and the wrongs that had been done to Eliza. Their journey was fraught with jump scares and moments of intense dread as they navigated the catacombs and unearthed the town's darkest secrets. The curse's chilling origin was revealed. It was not Eliza who was the malevolent force, but the town's first mayor, a true witch who had escaped justice, casting a dark enchantment upon Willow Lake. As Sophia and Eliza unraveled the curse, they reached the lake's shore, where the malevolent mayor's spirit manifested in a horrifying display of wrath. The final confrontation was a tempestuous storm of spectral energy, blinding light, and bone chilling terror. Sophia and Eliza combined their efforts, using the forgotten incantations inscribed in the journal to bind the malevolent mayor to the lake forever. With an ear-piercing scream, the mayor's spirit was banished, and a profound silence descended upon Willow Lake. The lake's surface shimmered peacefully, and Eliza's ghostly form dissolved, her tormented spirit finally finding rest. Sophia had played an unwitting part in breaking the curse, and the town would remember her as the archaeologist who had silenced the vengeful spirit of Willow Lake. But as she stood there, victorious yet haunted by the chilling ordeal, she couldn't shake the feeling that some secrets were best left undisturbed, and that the ghosts of the past could be more powerful than any living soul could comprehend.
2: The witching hour was a moment shrouded in mystery and darkness, a time when the mortal world and the supernatural realms converged. On a cold, moonless night in the small, isolated village of Ravenswood, the clock struck midnight, and the witching hour descended upon the land. What transpired that night would haunt the villagers for generations to come. In the heart of the village stood a decrepit, long-abandoned mansion known as the Blackthorn House its menacing silhouette with crumbling walls and shattered windows cast an ominous presence over ravenswood legend had it that a powerful witch had lived there centuries ago and when the clock chimed midnight her dark magic would awaken amy a daring young woman with a fascination for the occult had always been intrigued by the eerie tales surrounding blackthorn house she believed that the stories were nothing more than superstitious nonsense and her curiosity drove her to explore the mansion at the witching hour. As Amy entered the forsaken house, the atmosphere grew increasingly oppressive. Shadows danced on the dilapidated walls, and the air was thick with an otherworldly chill. She descended into the basement, where a hidden chamber was said to contain the witch's most potent relics. The chamber was bathed in an eerie blue light, illuminating an assortment of ancient artifacts each seemingly imbued with supernatural energy. Amy was drawn to a tarnished, ornate mirror. As she gazed at her reflection, the image began to distort, revealing fleeting glimpses of a terrifying visage. The mirror trembled, and she felt an unseen presence drawing nearer. Amy's heart raced as whispers filled the chamber. In the mirror's reflection, the witch materialized. Her ghastly face contorted with malevolent glee, Panic surged through Amy and she turned to flee, but the door slammed shut with a deafening crash. In the pitch-black chamber, the mirror's blue light flared brighter, revealing countless spectral figures. The restless souls of those who had dared to enter the mansion before Amy tormented her with their agonizing wails. Shadows encircled her and chilling fingers grazed her skin, sending shivers down her spine as amy desperately sought an escape she stumbled upon an old journal in trembling hands she read about the witch's unholy pact with the darkness and the curse that had bound her to blackthorn house the journal also contained a passage that spoke of a way to break the curse with newfound determination amy raced to the mirror and recited the incantation the chamber quivered as an otherworldly force surrounded her the mirror shattered and a deafening roar erupted. The spirits were released, the witches' Visage contorted in agony, and the room fell into silence. Amy was free, but the mansion would never be the same. The house began to crumble as the curse was lifted, and the spirits dissipated into the night. Amy narrowly escaped as the mansion collapsed behind her. Ravenswood, forever changed, would remember that night as the time when the witching hour was broken. Amy, her heart still pounding, knew that her curiosity had brought her to the brink of darkness, but she had also discovered the strength to break free from the curse that had ensnared the village for centuries. Little did she know the spirit she had freed had a plan of their own. As the village celebrated their newfound freedom, the spirits manifested their malevolence in unexpected ways. The townsfolk couldn't comprehend the horrors that were about to befall them, for the true curse of the witching hour was not broken, but merely unleashed in a new, dreadful form. The spirits had chosen a new host and their revenge was just beginning. The witching hour had passed but its sinister legacy would persist and the village of Ravenswood would soon discover that newfound legacy would plunge them into an even deeper darkness. As the night wore on the villagers would come to realize that the true witching hour had just begun and the horror they had escaped was far from over the evil unleashed that night would haunt them for generations to come.
1: THE CURSED FOREST Deep within the heart of the dense and shadowy woodland known as Blackthorn Forest, a sinister aura clung to the ancient trees and whispered secrets of doom. The locals avoided it at all costs, their whispered tales of woe and superstition bound to the land's dark history. CHARLOTTE a fearless investigative journalist with a penchant for uncovering the macabre was drawn to the legend of the cursed forest. She had heard chilling tales of spectral apparitions, of trees that wept blood, and of those who entered, never returning. Determined to unravel the mystery, she ventured into the forest one ominous evening, her worldly demeanor concealing a flicker of trepidation. The forest was a labyrinth of gnarled trees and thorny underbrush, an eerie silence enveloped her as she delved deeper. She documented the twisted ancient trees and the feeling of being watched, all in pursuit of the chilling truth. Hours passed, and the darkness of night closed in. The inky blackness was broken only by the dim beam of her flashlight, which threw dancing shadows on the gnarled roots and creeping vines. She was far from any path, Utterly lost within the forest's treacherous grasp. That's when she heard it a soft, whispering wind, carrying voices that seemed to rise from the earth itself. Their words were indiscernible, yet unmistakably eerie. She quickened her pace, anxiety clawing at her heart. Suddenly, an ethereal figure materialized before her, dressed in ragged clothing, its face concealed beneath a tattered hood. She gasped. Her breath turning to mist in the cold air. The figure reached out a skeletal hand, beckoning her closer. Jumping back in alarm, she stumbled and fell onto a patch of peculiar, pulsating mushrooms. The moment her hand made contact with the fungi, an otherworldly sensation coursed through her, jolting her entire being. Her flashlight flickered and died, leaving her in complete darkness. Panicked, she fumbled for her phone her quivering fingers barely managing to activate its weak light. To her horror, the ghostly figure was now mere inches from her, its lips moving soundlessly, and she realized the chilling truth, the curse, was real. But Charlotte wasn't one to be easily subdued. Desperation fueled her as she ran through the forest, the sinister figure and its unsettling whispers following her relentlessly. Her phone's light flickered and threatened to extinguish. She could feel her sanity slipping away, the curse of the forest worming its way into her mind. Just as she thought her doom was sealed, a cacophony of voices erupted around her. An army of ghostly figures, trapped souls from ages past, surrounded the sinister apparition that had haunted her. Their unified cries pierced the night, and the malevolent figure dissipated into the air, vanishing like mist in the wind. Charlotte was left alone, her heart pounding. She couldn't comprehend what had just transpired. The forest was silent, the curse momentarily broken. The trapped souls had returned to their eternal rest, thanks to her unwitting aid. With a newfound understanding of the cursed forest's horrors, Charlotte made her way back to civilization. She had uncovered a story unlike any other, one she couldn't reveal to the world, for the truth was too terrifying too otherworldly to be believed. As the forest's darkness receded, it left behind a sense of unsettling quiet. It was only a matter of time before the next curious soul would venture into the heart of Blackthorn Forest, and the cursed forest's secrets would once again stir.
2: As the clock struck midnight, a heavy silence draped the old Victorian mansion on the outskirts of town. Rain pelted the windows and a chill seeped into the air making every creak and groan of the house echo ominously. Rebecca, a talented young pianist, had just moved into this grand yet foreboding mansion. The antique piano sitting in the dimly lit music room had been one of the reasons she'd chosen the place. Rebecca was known for her sophistication, her impeccable taste, and her penchant for all things arcane. It was no surprise to her friends that she'd fallen for a mansion with a haunted history. But as the minutes ticked away, the silence seemed to swallow her entire world. With trembling fingers, she positioned herself at the piano, ready to play, and the first eerie notes filled the room. Her melody wove a mournful tapestry in the night. Each keystroke was a lonely footstep in a desolate forest, echoing through the darkness of her mind. She played with an intensity that seemed to summon the spirits of the house, as if they were standing just behind her, whispering secrets she couldn't quite grasp. And then it happened, a discordant note like a skeletal finger brushing the keys, a jarring interruption of her melody. She gasped and turned swiftly, but there was no one there. Her pulse quickened, and she dismissed it as her imagination playing tricks on her. As she continued to play, the room grew colder, the shadows seemed to move, and the atmosphere grew more oppressive. The haunting melody filled the air, wrapping around her like a shroud, and her fingers danced upon the keys in a trance like state. Suddenly, an unearthly voice whispered her name Rebecca. She stumbled, her heart pounding, as the voice continued, Rebecca, play for us. She couldn't ignore it. The voice was persuasive, beguiling, and chilling. She played, her music carrying a profound sorrow mingled with the voices of the spirits that lingered in the mansion. Time lost meaning as she continued to play a macabre symphony of the living and the dead. Her pulse matched the rhythm of the piano and her surroundings seemed to blur as the room swirled with ghostly apparitions. And then it struck her. In the reflection of the antique piano's lacquered surface she saw the ghastly face of a woman, her eyes hollow and her visage contorted in anguish. Rebecca gasped in terror, but the vision in the reflection didn't react. The ghostly woman began to sob, her mournful cries merging with the music, until it became almost unbearable. Tears welled in Rebecca's eyes as she continued to play, a cold sweat breaking on her forehead. Suddenly the vision in the reflection vanished and the room plunged into darkness. The piano's keys went silent and the air grew frigid. Rebecca's heart pounded like a drum, the silence pressing down upon her. With trembling hands, she fumbled for her phone, using its feeble light to guide her. She made her way to the door, but as she turned the knob, a bone-chilling whisper reached her ears. It was the same voice from before, only this time it was accompanied by a chilling cackle. Rebecca, you played beautifully, the voice purred. But now, it's your turn to join us. A cold hand gripped her shoulder and she screamed in terror as the spirits of the mansion dragged her into the abyss. The grand mansion remained still in the midnight hour with only the haunting notes of a piano, played by unseen hands, lingering in the air. Rebecca's fate was sealed, and the midnight caller had claimed another soul. The mansion, once silent, now echoed with the mournful melodies played by its newest resident, forever trapped in a sinister twist of fate.
0: Within the stark walls of Quantico Academy, FBI trainee Clarice Starling grapples with her ambition and vulnerability in a male-dominated world. Thrust into the hunt for a sadistic serial killer known as Buffalo Bill, who skins his victims, Clarice finds herself face-to-face with Dr. Hannibal Lecter, a brilliant psychiatrist confined to a high-security prison for his cannibalistic past. Dr. Lecter, imprisoned within a glass cage of his own intellect, offers a chilling proposition, help Clarice catch Buffalo Bill in exchange for glimpses into her tortured past. Drawn into a macabre dance with a monster, Clarice navigates the twisted alleyways of Lecter's mind, confronting not only the horrors of the case, but also the unsettling shadows of her past. As she delves deeper into Buffalo Bill's psyche, guided by Lecter's cryptic clues and whispered memories, Clarice faces a harrowing descent into the abyss. Each victim, meticulously chosen and silenced, represents a chilling tableau of the killer's twisted desires. The clock ticks relentlessly, its rhythm punctuated by the desperate pleas of the next potential victim trapped in a well of darkness. In a race against time, Clarice must confront her demons and grapple with the monstrous truths unearthed. The line between hunter and hunted blurs the fragile walls of sanity threatened by the whispers of madness swirling around her. Ultimately, Clarice must confront not only Buffalo Bill, but also the darkness within herself, a confrontation that will forever alter her life and the boundaries of her humanity. Jonathan Demi's The Silence of the Lambs is more than a suspenseful thriller. It is a descent into the complicated depths of the human psyche, a chilling exploration of darkness and the delicate dance between reason and madness. The film delves into our fascination with evil, blurring the lines between empathy and obsession. Jodie Foster delivers a tour-de-force performance as Clarice Starling, capturing her vulnerability, tenacity, and quiet strength with equal measure. Anthony Hopkins shines as Dr. Hannibal Lecter, his portrayal of chilling intellect and calm monstrosity forever etching his image in cinematic history. The supporting cast, including Scott Glenn and Ted Levine, deliver masterful performances, each adding a layer of nuance and complexity to the film's intricate narrative. Demi's direction is masterful, crafting an atmosphere of claustrophobic tension and unnerving suspense. He uses long takes, tight close-ups, and unsettling silence to draw the audience into Clarice's psychological journey making them participants in her descent into the darkness. The haunting score perfectly complements the film's bleak tone, adding an extra layer of emotional resonance to the story. The Silence of the Lambs is not for the faint of heart. The film's graphic violence, disturbing imagery, and exploration of psychological terror may be unsettling for some viewers. However, for those who appreciate a meticulously crafted film that provokes thought and lingers long after the credits roll, it is a masterpiece. The film's enduring legacy lies in its ability to confront viewers with their capacity for darkness and the fragility of our sanity. It reminds us that even the most ordinary individuals can harbor chilling secrets and that the monsters we fear often lurk in the most unexpected places, even within ourselves. The film is based on the novel of the same name by Thomas Harris. The Silence of the Lambs, won five Academy Awards including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress for Jodie Foster, Best Actor for Anthony Hopkins, and Best Adapted Screenplay. The film is considered one of the greatest horror films ever made and continues to be influential in the genre. With its unforgettable story, powerful performances, and masterful direction, The Silence of the Lambs remains a chilling and thought-provoking cinematic experience that continues to terrify and enthrall audiences decades after its release. The Silence of the Lambs is a crime drama thriller. It is one hour and 58 minutes long and is rated R. The southern underworld gives it five bloody knives.